Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through Matthew chapter 26, and we're getting into the last moments of Jesus's life. And we're getting into a couple of subject matters right here that have arrested my attention for many, many years. And um, I find them very, very interesting. And they're things that, uh, that sometimes people, believers, will find confusing. And just about every time the body of Christ don't understand and actually uh, misinterpret and preach wrong and teach wrong. Now, let me hasten to say, these are not things that you separate fellowship over. These are not things which bring division. But here's what just really has struck me through the years. Uh, why not be accurate? Why not be correct? We are told, instructed, commanded, exhorted, encouraged to accurately handle the word of truth. And so often we don't, and we're rather flippant with it uh, in our preaching. We're flippant with it with our teaching. We'll say cute little things and move on, and they're in error. And here's the problem I've got. If someone is an unbeliever and they can't trust us with a, a little detail, which is obvious within the Scripture, then why are they going to trust our teaching, our preaching, the things we communicate day in and day out with the more serious matters, you know? So we need to handle things accurately. And this this passage right here is one that, you know, a lot of times people just read through it and think nothing of it. But if you stop and think for a moment, you go, wait a minute, what is going on here? So let me just show you what it is. It'll probably take us a couple of two, three, whatever episodes to get through this. But I do want to take take my time, and I want us just to think about it. So here's Matthew chapter 26, verse 17. It says this. Now, on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? Well, that sounds like a totally legit question, right? But if you know a little bit about uh, the Old Testament, and if you know about the Feast of the Lord that he gave to his people, there is a real thing that slaps you in the face right here. Let me read the other two Gospels account of this, and then we're going to go to another cross-reference. Mark chapter 14, verse 12 says this, On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? Luke 22, verse 7 says this, then came the first day of unleavened bread on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. And Jesus sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare the Passover for us so that we may eat it. So when you read all three of the gospel accounts right here, it says it's the first day of unleavened bread. And that's one of the feasts of the Lord, the first day of the feast of unleavened bread. And then they tell us that on the first day of the feast of unleavened bread is when the Passover lamb was sacrificed. And it says on the feast, first day of the feast of unleavened bread, where do you want us to go to prepare to eat the Passover? So they haven't had the Passover yet. And yet, 
if you know your scripture, you know there's something interesting about this. So let's go. Where, where do you think we're going to go? Yeah, we're going to go to Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 23. And you think, oh, yeah, that's exactly where I thought we'd go. <clears throat> chapter 23 deals with the Feast of the Lord. <clears throat> now listen to this. I'm basically going to make one point today, so hang in here. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1. The Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocation, my appointed times are these. <clears throat> so the Lord is speaking to Moses. Moses stands up for the people, and he says, Here, these are the appointed times. These are holy convocations. Another word for holy convocation is actually Sabbaths. These are the holy convocation. These are my appointed times. Verse 3, first one. For six days work may be done, but on the seventh day there is a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy convocation. You shall not do any work. <clears throat> it is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwellings. So the Lord gives them this, the weekly Sabbath day of rest here. He also did the same thing over in Exodus 12, I believe, in dealing with the Sabbath. So this is a weekly holy convocation. Now Leviticus chapter 23, verse 4, he's going to start giving them holy convocations that they only celebrate once a year, and there's seven of them. Most of them have a, well, all of them have a particular day one way or the other. Verse 4 says this, These are the appointed times of the Lord, holy convocations which you shall proclaim at the times appointed for them. In the first month, so this is speaking of the first month, the month of Nisan in this case, on the 14th day of the month at twilight is the Lord's Passover. So the Passover is on the 14th day of the month at twilight. Now that's interesting. There's a couple of things you're going to have to keep in mind. The Hebrew day begins at sundown. Like in our mind, the day begins at midnight, but the Hebrew day begins at sundown. That becomes very important later on. Okay, And then this little phrase, at twilight, we associate twilight with being the sun going down particularly, okay, or coming up, but the time when the sun's going down is getting dark. Here at twilight literally means between the evenings, between the evenings. And I'm going to give you a major hint. It literally means like mid-afternoon, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that type of thing. So in the first month, on the 14th day of the month, is the Lord's Passover, verse 6. Then on the 15th day of the same month, that's the next day, right? 14, 15, there is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. But for seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the seventh day is a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. So we have the keeping of the holy convocation of the feast of the Lord's Passover on the 14th day. Then unleavened bread begins on the 15th day and goes for seven days. First day to 15th day is a holy convocation. The last day, the seventh day, is a holy convocation. So do you see what the issue may be? 
Yeah, a while ago we saw that it was the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and they wanted to celebrate the Passover. But the Passover comes a day before the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. <laughs> so what's going on here? How can that be? Is the Bible in error? People always want to point to that, and they always want to say that kind of thing. No, 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 no. The Bible's not in error. Uh, here's what I think is going on. And I, I, most uh, writers and thinkers will, who address, even address this issue, most ignore it. But most of them go along this line. Uh, that by the time Jesus comes along, that these feasts were considered to be one unit. And they called it unleavened bread. And the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread was the Feast of Passover on the 14th day. Then the 15th day started the Feast of Unleavened Bread proper. We do a similar kind of thing. If I go to you and say, what are you doing for the holidays? More than likely, you're thinking Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. You know how we sort of conflate them all together? The point is that the Passover had not come yet, and they're preparing for the Passover. And you say, okay, well, that's great, because you know, you're thinking, okay, well, they're about to sit down for the Passover meal. Oh, you think so? Let me ask you this question, then I'm going to leave you hanging because I'm out of time. How are they going to eat the Passover meal when the Passover lamb that would be sacrificed for the Passover meal when the true Passover lamb is sitting there before them and he's about to be offered as the Passover lamb for all mankind? How can that be? <laughs> right? Well, again, I'm Dale. We'll continue this next episode. I'll see you all then. Goodbye.